what's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Parent Yak Podcast. We're super excited for what our topic of discussion is today, and uh, we're going to introduce ourselves real quick, just so you know who's on the other end of the mic. And uh, so my name is Austin, and I have the opportunity to oversee uh, students and kids and all things next gen here at Turning Point Church, and I'm joined by... I'm Emily. I get to be married to Austin and it's super exciting and awesome. I get to oversee all things small groups here at Turning Point. And my name is Nathaniel Smith. I am the video producer here at Turning Point, um, but have a little lovely child of my own and have gotten the opportunity to serve with kids and students um, here at Turning Point since like 2012 so it's been a long time yeah definitely and we are again excited that you tuned in today i think where this discussion is going to go is going to be really really awesome especially being uh even for myself as we talk about this i'm going to learn a lot of great stuff because i used to not want to live my life based on a schedule or a routine right and so Mm -hmm. today's topic of discussion is getting your kids in a routine and the importance of being consistent with that and so we're going to kind of focus on both of those questions we're going to focus starting off with is it important to have your kid on a routine or even yourself on a routine? 110%. Before we talk about the importance, I think it's important to know the difference between a schedule and a routine because yeah. I know you said you said both, and I think we can easily interchange the two, but when we're talking yeah. about a schedule, we're talking about the big picture. We're talking about the main activities that are happening through the day. So we're going to go to work. We're going to have this meeting or that meeting or meet this deadline, but a routine um, is the steps that are needed to complete each part of the schedule. So maybe you have a routine for getting ready in the morning. Like maybe you always shower first and then you brush your teeth and then you do your hair. Do you put toothpaste on the toothbrush before you put water on the toothbrush or do you put water on your toothbrush and Both. then put toothpaste? Th- that's on, part depends of on the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a toothpaste first and then water. I'm a water, toothpaste, then water again. Oh my goodness. That way it gets extra. See, you got to think about what you do, but like the routines are, are those steps. Maybe you have a routine for mealtimes. Maybe your kids know that they get their cup first and their drink and then they fix their plate. Then you sit down and you say the blessing. You have a routine for bedtime. So I think that's important, but I think it's absolutely important to have routines because there's so many benefits of routines, but I think, and I think we're going to spend a lot of time on this. I think the biggest thing that routines create is a sense of security for your children. Yeah. So I think routines definitely take work and we, and, and, Austin, we've seen that. No, no, Nathaniel, you and Samantha have seen that. Having a newborn baby, like they say when babies reach eight weeks old, they can start to sense routine. So they say like once they reach eight weeks, you really want to be intentional about doing the same routine at bedtime. So they say you do the same activities in the same order every single night because it gives babies that sense of security of, okay, I know I'm about to go to sleep. This is going to be a longer stretch of sleep. And so having that routine creates that sense of security and stability as young as eight weeks old. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. and I would even say um, it, it sounds crazy because when you're a parent, you think about it so intentionally if you're a kid. Like you do everything with intentionality, especially on your first kid. Like everything has a time, everything has a place, there's yep. a process for everything. Um, you know, talking about bedtime routines, um, mine and Samantha's daughter, Abigail, like if you don't do her bedtime routine, it's hit or miss whether she's going to sleep the way yeah. she's supposed to. Right, right. But if you do that bedtime routine, I can put her down, eyes wide open, staring me straight in the face walk out of the room and she's going to sleep regardless because she knows what time it is. And I think sometimes for uh, as adults, we think like, oh, that's for kids. But I've noticed that even for me personally, it's a routine. And so, um, you know, from the time I graduated high school, 
before I would go to bed at night, I would sit like I would sit and watch videos because that was the time where like I wasn't focused on work, I wasn't focused on school. Like I could just sit and watch, mm-hmm. chill out. Yep. And so I've noticed sometimes when I can't go to sleep, I can roll over, watch a video or two, and my body's like, oh, time to go to sleep because it's a routine that I created in myself. Yeah. Yeah. So like even even being an adult, the routines are important, and your your mind is is triggered by routine. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I never thought that I would honestly live my life by a schedule yeah. slash routine. Now, I know that like there's obviously, I think if we really all look into it, we probably all have things that we do that would be considered routine. I mean, there's just things that you're naturally going to do that you're going to do every single day. Do you shower in the morning or at night? Uh, I like both, yeah. you know, personally, I like to be super clean. So, um, and I don't want to smell. That's just a big, anybody trying me. to pay that water bill though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty of, of having a job, I guess is, <laughs> is you can, you can do whatever you want to at that point in time. But I think for me, and it was cool cause I had the opportunity to speak at our Jonesboro campus this past Sunday. And I even made the, the joke that I used to make fun of people that had schedules that they lived by because I thought that they were basically growing up. I thought they were useless. You know why? Because I'm going to work my nine to five job. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to chill. I'm going to hang out on the weekend. I'm going to go work my nine to five. I don't need a calendar. I don't need a schedule. I don't need anything else. Everything can organically fall as, as people would say. Um, But schedules are important, Mm -hmm. especially when I started working for a church. I realized that, Hey, if I don't get things on a schedule, I'm going to forget. Yeah. And then, it's funny because if you do that enough, it kind of rolls into that routine. Like, okay, now I'm in my routine. I know I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to put the pot of coffee on. I'm going to do all these different things. And if I miss one of those things, it kind of throws my whole day yeah. out of whack. And so, Emily, you talked about maybe some benefits of having a routine as a kid. Um, what are your thoughts um, with having a kid or being a parent? Uh, what do you think is a benefit that you think is is major? I think your kids are going to feel more confident and secure because they know what to expect. They know yeah. they know what comes next. And as hard as it as hard as it is on parents to say consistent, I would encourage the parents in that the work is worth it because the thing about a, a routine is you could even be in a season of transition in your life. Let's say you're moving homes and maybe um, the home that you're going to move into isn't ready yet, and so you have to move into an apartment for a season. Your life can be chaotic. But the beauty of, of a routine is that no matter where you are, you can still implement the yeah. routine. Yeah, like good. if your bedtime routine is, and let's just, our daughter, for example, we give her a bath, we give her a bottle, we read her a book, and we say our bedtime prayers, and we put her to bed. That can be done anywhere. Yeah. You know, and, I, and so I think the beauty of that is that we're creating secure and confident children because they always know what to predict. And, and it also helps with boundaries. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. they know that like, okay, maybe part of your routine is if you want dessert at night, you have to eat your dinner first. You don't have to clear your plate, but you have to show me that you tried to eat dinner. Well, it gives those boundaries because if, if our, if your child is telling you they want ice cream, they haven't touched their plate of dinner. Well, no, that's not part of the routine, you know? So I think it helps create those boundaries as well. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I think that, um, talking about calendars, talking about routines, I think calendars and routines create space for effectiveness. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that if it's not, you know, some people are so strict of the calendar and the routine that it's if it if it's not on there, it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and sometimes that's unrealistic in, in parenting and, and raising children because things change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um not every night is going to look the same. There's gonna be the nights where 
um, or, or even seasons for that matter, like that things are different, that things have to shift, that things have to change. And I think that's part of the power of what Emily was talking about with routines and calendars being different, that even when the calendar changes, I can, I can do my best mm-hmm. to keep the routine the same. Um, and so like, you know, we've noticed, we, we've gotten to a point where we're able to travel a lot with our daughter. And I've noticed that when we travel and we go places, that route, that nighttime routine does help because yeah. it, it, she knows that this is the process by which I'm getting to sleep. Yeah. She knows when she wakes up in the morning, this is the process that, that by we, by which we wake up by which we do all of these things. And so I think, you know, the, the importance of creating that for children too, is that it creates a disciplined nature in them, yeah. even from a young age. Yeah, right. Good. And so I think that, you know, disciplines, you know, we always say at, at turning point that, you have to, you know, sometimes it's hard to start a new habit. It's hard to start something new. And sometimes you have to make it a discipline before yeah. you can make yeah. it a delight, right? Yeah. And so sometimes it's teaching your children certain things as a routine, as a discipline, so that it becomes a delight, right? Because everyone does have a routine. Everyone has a certain time of day that they brush their teeth. Yep. And if you don't have the discipline of that routine, you're going to have some problems with your teeth. Your teeth going to be jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's important to teach to teach that to your children. And so I think it also just creates that and making sure they have morning routines, you know, for, for school age kids, making sure that when you get up in the morning, you know, the process by which you're getting ready to go to school. And that routine sets up their day for, for an effective day for a, for a day that's going to be packed full of effectiveness. Because if that routine gets jacked up, the alarm clock doesn't go off. Those are the days they go to school and it's, it's chaos, you know? And so especially having a mom who teaches third grade, like, the, the littlest details shifting in a kid's routine will throw their entire day off. And I remember yeah. my mom telling me one day, um, she'll always tell us stories about her students. And she was saying she had a student that had a doctor's appointment. And so he got checked out at lunch and then brought back. She said the whole first half of the morning, he's distracted because he's thinking about when's my mom coming to check me out? When's my mom coming to check yeah. me out? He's excited about getting checked out. And then the whole second half of the day, he's all over the place because he got to go to the doctor, got to go out to lunch with his mom. Like he's not focused on school. So that one little shift yeah. in his routine created all this chaos for him that day, you know? And yeah. so it, it really is important that creating those routines and those schedules for your kids, it, it allows them to be effective in what they're doing. It allows them to be, to be focused. It allows them to, mm-hmm. to be the best version of themselves. Well, yeah. and I'll say too, that it even bonds the family together. Like maybe yeah. if yeah. you're listening and you're, you have kids in elementary, school, middle school, high school, maybe you have high schoolers and you think it's too late. It's not too late because when kids know what to, to expect, when they know what to predict, when they start to see familiarity in a routine, they also start to see what matters to the family. Yeah. So like if you guys have family night every Thursday and that's just part of your weekly routine, every Thursday night, we have family night. The kids are going to start to see over time and realize over time that this is a core value to my family. Yeah. This is something yeah. that's important to my family. And so in that sense, routines can also help bond the family together but also you're yeah, creating so independent good. kids when yeah. you when you have routine because like when you know like a part of your bedtime routine is to brush your teeth well your kids are going to gain independence in the sense that like when they're younger yeah you might be brushing their teeth for them by the time they're old enough they're going to be brushing their own teeth yeah. you know for sure um so yeah i thought it was really cool you said uh nathaniel said something about uh it's really hard to make things a habit right and i think i was doing some research on routines and all this kind of stuff and it, it I want to say that the number was like it takes 
over 66 days in order for something to really become a habit or like yeah. routine. Yeah. And, and sometimes that can make you frustrated, right? Sometimes that can get you kind of all out of whack as well. And then maybe you're thinking, hey, I've gone years and we ain't got a routine. We ain't got a right. schedule. We don't have any of that. Maybe talk us through a way that you can slowly introduce, right? Because the world is constantly changing. It changes in a blink of an eye. Yeah. So it can really throw things out of whack if you try to do too much at one time. Right. So maybe give the listeners a practical way or an area where they can start to slowly build a routine. That way they're not throwing the whole family like out of whack, but yet they can slowly start introducing this. And then once that's been introduced and established, then maybe you can focus on another area instead of doing what I would love to do and just say, we're changing it all immediately. Like everybody's got a new schedule. Realistically, that's not really, honestly, that's not even fair, especially if you have a teenager in the room. The first thing that teenager is going to do is they're going to push back. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So, so give the listeners like a practical, how can they slowly ease into it? What do you think would be a good way to start? I think it's wisdom. Um, when I'm, so I'm a dietitian and when I have people come to me and they're like, I want to quit drinking Cokes. The first thing I ask is how many Cokes are you drinking a day? If they're drinking three, four, five, six Cokes a day, I'm not going to say quit cold turkey because that's not going to last in the long run. You know, you have to cut back one Coke a day, one Coke a day, one Coke a day. So I think you just have to start with your priorities. What are your priorities for your family? What is it that you want for your family? Do your kids not have a bedtime routine? Do they not? Is there an area in your family that's really out of order? Like I, and and that's probably what I would say where is the most chaotic or where is the most chaos at in your family right now and start there. So maybe bedtime is chaos in your house. Like you dread bedtime every, every night. It's, you don't look forward to it. We'll start there and start simple. So maybe, maybe you just say, Hey, before we go to sleep tonight, we're all going to say our prayers together and then everybody's going to go to bed maybe. And then, and then you add on stuff until, you know, you have a full bedtime routine, yeah. you know, then it's okay. So at this time, we're going to head upstairs and take our baths and everybody's going to start getting ready for bed. And then we're also going to say our prayers together. So I think starting with looking at your life and just seeing where you feel the most chaos and where you think the most order needs to be brought and start there, but do one thing. And I always tell clients when I'm coaching them, do one thing, make one healthy move successfully for two weeks. After you've done it consistently for two weeks, then you can add. So let's say you want to, you want to start working out and you say, I want to work out four days a week. Well, right now you're not working out at all. I want you to work out for one day a week consistently for two weeks. And then you can add in a second day after you've worked out two days a week for two weeks, then you can add in a third day. That way we're showing that we can be consistent in something. And so I think it's the same with your routine, find something that you want to implement, implement that consistently because with routines, consistency is the key. Kids, even from a very young age, need their parents to be consistent. They need that from us because they don't, it's a skill that has to be developed in them. And so we have to show them that consistency. So model that consistency, I would say for two weeks, and then you can add in something else. That's good. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, as far as adding those things, first of all, uh, a quote that's always stuck with me. Um, many, many years ago, Albert Einstein said that failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Yeah. Um, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And so it, it's preparation, it's planning. Um, and so I think that a lot of it, the easiest way to step into that routine and to start slowly setting into place those routines is is having some family planning, having some time where you're able to sit down with the family and talk through what people's schedules look yeah, like. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you can see the consistent patterns because sometimes you you have routines that you don't even realize that you have. Yeah. And so sitting down and talking about it. And sometimes as a family, when you sit down and talk about the routine, you're like, look at how much we're doing. Yeah. How I don't know how, like you will sit down and you'll be like, I don't know how in God's name we survived 
doing all of these things. And so sometimes that also means that you have to value saying no. Sometimes that means that you have to look at the calendar and go, okay, what can we take out of this so that we have more room for success, so that we have more room for consecutive, consistent, um, you know, winning routines. Um, I, I was talking to someone one time, you know, as we, we, me and Samantha have kind of had talks about as we raise our, as we raise children and stuff, like what we're going to let them do, what we're not going to let them do. And for us, we decided, you know, like we're going to figure out, we haven't yet, but we're planning to figure out like, okay, not every kid can play every sport. Yeah. You know, like we will not be the family that is divided on the weekends, traveling to do volleyball or baseball or softball and basketball and yeah. wrestling. And we're not going to do them all at once. And so figuring out, and so I was talking to one family, they said their kids, one of their kids has a fall sport. And so the other kid has a spring sport and that way it creates time. It creates rhythm yeah. in their routines as a family where it also allows the family to win yeah. because mom and dad can be at both events. Yeah. Right. Um, because usually what ends up happening for those of you that have kids that play travel sports or whatever, mom ends up one place, dad yeah. ends up the yeah, other place and the true. kids don't ever get to connect with both parents. And so, or even um, if you're a single parent, yeah, like imagine having multiple kids playing different sports at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. That stretches you like super. Thin. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think in, in creating routines, I think the the first step is figuring out what routines you have that maybe you didn't realize were routines for you that you didn't realize were routines for your family um because everyone has a process by which they do something that's what we were talking about with brushing your teeth you probably didn't realize brushing your teeth had a routine but it does and so figuring out what what routines does our family have and then once once again going back to you know emily was talking about family values like okay how do these routines build our family values. That's good. Yeah. And if the routines, this is something we do at Turning Point all the time. We, we go, hey, we're going to do this event. And it's like, well, how does this event help us achieve the vision of Turning Point Church? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't? Well, maybe we need to reassess this event. And I think it's, okay, so if, if the routines in our lives are not helping us win as a yeah, family, they're good. not helping yeah. push forward the vision for our family, maybe it's time we cut some of these things out yeah. because also allowing more margin will al- will allow you to connect with your kids, yeah. to connect with your spouse, all those things yeah. on a deeper level. Yeah. yeah, and it won't like, it's not just mass chaos every year, every day. It kind of creates those those gaps of downtime to actually really understand the rest that you really need yeah. um, as a family, yeah. as a person, um, which is awesome. For me, I think that one of the areas that I like to start in and, and it's just because I love food. Um, I love food. I love the dinner table. I think dinner table creates great opportunity for conversation. Yeah. Um, and so when it comes to what I would want to focus on in maybe slowly establishing a routine with my family is okay. I'm going to put a priority on when we eat food, like especially at dinner, maybe we're sitting down together, right? And we're kind of hitting some highs, lows, um, just talking about life, talking about, you know, how was our day? What happened? What what could we have done better? How could we, uh, you know, uh, now because Emily and I have, you know, a newborn, I mean, she's not really able to talk to us as we're sitting at the <laughs> dinner table, but eventually it would be great to just talk about like yeah. their day, talk about them. Uh, talk about what's what's upcoming, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I love the food, or I love food, 
And so I think that would be a great way to yeah, even start. Sure. Or maybe you're a morning person. Maybe you realize your your family loves mornings. And and so maybe you wake up in the morning and you do breakfast at the table yeah. or you do uh, just some time where you get to hang out. You sit at the table, the breakfast nook, and you open up the blinds and the sun is just shining and, and it sparks great conversation. If you yeah. can get students up, right? Why? Because they probably didn't go to bed till 2 a.m. Uh, the night before. So let's talk about that for just a second real quick. Let's talk about, like, let's take a teenager spin on this, right? How can we help teenagers get on a routine? Because it is very important, yeah. right? And in today's, like, day and age, we're constantly facing anxiety, depression, ups, downs, lefts, rights, Teenagers' worlds are already like falling apart if you talk to most of them because all the hormones are changing. Things are, are yeah. just moving around and sometimes they don't know how to process that. And so having no sleep yeah. or having no routine doesn't really help that yeah. much. Yeah. So maybe some thoughts of how you've led small groups and it's kind of giving you a different perspective, maybe some things that a student has shared with you before and you were able to speak some some life into when it comes to setting a routine or maybe even going to bed earlier than 2 a.m. in the morning. What's your thoughts? I would say the biggest struggle for teenagers in regards to going to bed early is the phones. You know, they're staying up so late because they're on Snapchat, they're on FaceTime, they're watching Netflix on their phone. So in large part, it's just setting those boundaries with your electronic, like, okay, if you know that sleep is a priority, because what happens is they don't go to bed till 2am, but they didn't do their homework. So they go to bed at 2am. They have to wake up at six because they've got to do their homework before they go to school. Usually so they don't fill the their bus. classes yeah. on no, the bus. You do, right, you the do bus fourth homework. period homework and right, third period. Right. Exactly. And so there, it creates this cycle of exhaustion. And so they're really just trying to keep their head above the water and they're not thriving when God has called them to thrive in this yeah. high school is the, some of the greatest years of your life, you know? And yeah. so, uh, I, I know some students who their parents make them turn their phones in at nine. They say, okay, once it hits nine, nine 30, everybody's phones are up for the night. We put them in this basket. You don't get them until the morning. And so yep. for some students that works, some students have the discipline to say, all right, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to, you know, they have like different settings on the iPhone where you can do like a uh, manager screen time. I know some students yep. do that and that helps them. If you're more disciplined and you can do that because you can easily like X out that notification, yeah. just go right back to screen time. But yeah, I think it's definitely creating boundaries with the cell phones, the computers, because that's the majority of their time, what they're spending on. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah. And to jump off, I have something to talk about, but to jump off of that right quick, that's that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. just to yeah. hit it right quick, um, you're asleep and your teenager is on their phone till 2 a.m., that's never a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, right. Because at the end of the day, teenagers are teenagers. They, they explore, they're curious, they make mistakes, and so it's also setting them up for success and mm -hmm. knowing that, hey, I don't need you browsing your phone late at night right. yeah. when mom and dad are asleep because I don't know whether you're Snapchatting girlfriends or boyfriends. I don't know what you're looking at online. And so also part of that is right. just being able to manage and keep an eye and steward because maybe maybe you trust your kids with their phone, right? Great. Yeah. Awesome. But trust can still have boundaries. Right, um, that's so good. making yeah. sure not only is it a boundary of like making sure that they're well rested, but it's also a boundary of protecting their purity, protecting yeah, their protecting yeah. them in that. Um, but I would also say the the world is very intentional with your children. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, the world is intentional. And the problem many times as parents is we are not. 
And so we need to be more intentional than the world is intentional. Um, and so as far as teenagers go, creating those, those routines, creating those processes for them, um, many times in all the years that I've gotten to do student ministry, I, I'm super big on connecting with parents because I believe you yeah. truly win in a student's life when you're connected not just to them but to their parents. Yeah. And what I've realized is there there are parents who are trying their hardest and sometimes they, they, they hit or miss, right? Sometimes parents let go too soon. Sometimes yeah. parents let go too late. Um, and, and there's this fine line in the middle where your kid's not 18. They're not an adult, which means that you still have to be the parent and not the friend. And sometimes that means like what Emily was talking about. Hey, I understand that you want me to trust you, that you want to just have your phone whenever you want it. But because I know that this is what's best for you, yeah. phone's going in the box at 930 because you need to make sure homework's done. You need to be a, an, in bed asleep by 10, whatever that is. And it creates those boundaries. It creates because boundaries. That's routine. And, it, and yeah. it sets that and it, and it helps them win after they pass the, after they pass the finish line of like, Hey, now's the season that I can really transition from being parent to, to more of a friend, more of someone they can confide in, more of someone who can offer advice. Well, because them. think about even as, as an adult, like how often have we stayed on our phones? Like I know we're so yeah. guilty of it going to bed, yeah. playing on our phones till 1045 at yeah. night when we could be spending. And then you usually time. have, yeah. then you usually have the worst night's sleep yeah. ever because your mind is so uh, pacing back and forth on all of the, all the content that you just got done scrolling through. Right. Yeah. When I, th- and I think, and even, even continuing on in that we can moving away from just bedtime routines for teenagers. It just, it also creates an opportunity. Um, I, I hate when I'm at dinner and, and we can be me and me and my wife can be guilty of this, but I hate when you're, you're at dinner and you look over and you see a family sitting at a table and all their, their faces are in their phones or they're yeah. distracted. And so I think also being intentional with that and, and creating time for you and your family to connect when you create that in routine, it, it never becomes awkward. It never becomes weird. And so you can make sure that if you set those routines and you create those routines for your kids, for your teenagers, then it's not weird for them to spend time with their family. It leaves yeah. room for the family to grow. It leaves time for, for the parents to invest into your family, to invest into your teenagers. And, and so sometimes that just, that just means that you have to be intentional in looking for those opportunities, making sure that you're not on your phone, even when they don't have theirs. Yeah. Cause sometimes that can be something we're bad at as parents. We, we took the phones away and none of them have their phones, but we're sitting on our phone and it yeah. defeats the point of taking it away and creating space for us to grow together as a family. So even being intentional with routine of finding, like Austin said, finding those moments where, where can we connect? Yeah. Is it morning? Is it evening? Is it the car ride to school? Maybe your morning and your house is chaos, but you know, I'm going to, I'm taking my kids to school. They don't ride the bus, whatever it is. Let's sit down in the car. Let's have a conversation on the way to school and see what's going on in their lives. Yeah. And I know for, for me, just talking about, you know, we're talking about sleep, we're talking about phones, talking about all that kind of stuff. I know for myself, I've kind of gotten to the point of where I try to make sure that I put the phone down at least 30 minutes before I go to sleep. Yeah. Because that allows my mind to like slow back down. It's not crazy overstimulated with whatever it is that I'm just looking at. Usually I'm researching a bunch of stuff. So if I'm researching it, then that means my mind's going to be on it all night. Terrible night's sleep. But like 30 minutes before I lay down, I'll try to make sure to turn that off. And I've even tried to be a little bit more intentional about even as I'm watching TV, like, yeah. can I start doing this within an hour? You know, so I have an hour total 
you know, at the beginning of that hour, I turn the TV off. Maybe there's a last, there's a couple things on the phone that I'm doing or that I'm looking up last minute mm-hmm. things. And then at a particular time, I'm like, phone goes down now. I set my timer, set my alarms, phone goes down. And usually I get like the best night's sleep from that, um, which is really interesting. But you were talking about just um, talking about being intentional, but I think in order to be intentional, about all of this, about a routine, it requires consistency. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I found interesting when I was looking up some content for today was consistency gives security. Yeah. Right. And then insecurity or inconsistency creates emotional anxiety. When we can be consistent, it can help our kids. It can help ourselves. It can help our teenagers. Um, it can help we as when we are consistent, right? Give security. Now they know uh, what to look forward to, what's coming ahead. What are your thoughts on consistency? Well, I think just like us, children are going to feel more confident and secure when they know what they're doing for the day is predictable and familiar. And so when we're consistent and we're creating these step-by-step routines, it helps give them a predictable day. Like they, they just know what comes next. And so I think bottom line is that when we're consistent and we give them those routines, it helps them feel in control of their, of their environment. And so we're raising strong kids, we're raising independent kids, but we're raising kids who know how to manage an environment because they feel in in control and because they feel confident. So that's good. Yeah. I would say um, if you've ever worked a job that's hourly, right, um, especially like pre-adulthood, like when your job, even if it's out, like it's hourly and you may not know your schedule, right? If you've ever worked a job where you don't know your schedule till like the week before, it's stressful to yeah, budget. It's stressful to plan because you don't know when you're going to be working. You don't know how many hours you're going to be working. If you don't know how many hours you're going to be working, you don't know how much money you're going to make. And it creates a, a high stress mm-hmm. for a job environment. Yeah. There's so much security. There's so much peace that comes when you move into a job that's salary. I don't have to put my hours in. I don't have to worry. Bi- weekly, my money is going to show up in my bank account. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Right? It creates this peace. It creates this comfort. And it creates room even for, for excellence in your budget. Because you know, you know what's going to happen. You know when it's going to happen. You know when you're getting the money. You know when the bills have to be paid and everything falls into place. I think consistency and routine is the same for kids. Um, When they don't know when things are going to happen, it's hard for them to react. And you'll see sometimes these parents who, who go around in life and things shift, things change, things move quick all the time. And these kids are like grouchy or they don't want to do things. They're frustrated and sometimes it's because you've just ripped them from what they thought was the routine. Yeah. You just ripped them from what they thought was consistent. And so sometimes you can even see behavioral shifts yeah. in your kids when you create consistency in their life yeah. because they're not going to be angry that they're going to church on Sunday morning because that's part of their routine. That's part of what they do. They're not going to be angry when you wake them up at 7 a.m. on Monday morning so that they can get ready for school because it's part of their routine. It's part of what they do. Yeah. And so it's so consistency is so key because it creates room to win and kids just need consistency in general kids need consistent adults they need consistent routines they need consistent people that's why you know as as kids get older they don't need quite as much consistency but they still need it that's why typically in elementary kids have one teacher that teaches every single subject and then they move on to middle school and high school and they need even more consistency and so 
being consistent allows time for you to win. It allows time for your kids to win. It creates peace for them. It creates security for them. It helps them to know when things are going to happen. Um, because as adults, being adaptable, being adaptable is something that we talk about. Being adaptable is something that we, it's a, it's a learned skill, but kids haven't learned that skill yet. So many times you can see, you know, those lashings out, those frustrations, those anger moments, these tantrums that happen with toddlers because you've ripped them from their consistency. You've ripped them, um, from that routine. And so the, the consistency is such a big piece. And then there was one more thing I wanted to mention, um, going back to, um, creating bedtime routines before we go. I was just thinking about this for, for those of you who aren't technology people. Um, Apple is actually incorporated in their newer software where you can set up bedtime routines in your phone. Yeah. You can set up bedtime routines in your kids' phones. And it's this magical thing that happens where for me and my wife, our phones trigger this this process on our phones at 9.30 every night where it automatically puts your phone on do not disturb mode and into a bedtime mode where when you go to your screen, all you see is it says bedtime mode, and then under it, it tells you when your alarm is set for. And so you actually have to dismiss the bedtime mode to be able to see notifications, to be able to see, to get the alerts, to get into your apps, to do all that kind of stuff. And so that can even kind of create a barrier of, especially for kids and and students of like, oh, my phone went into bedtime mode. Like I need to put this down. I need to focus on getting ready for bed, getting ready to go to sleep. And so even in that, it automatically will set, you know, you kind of set what time you want to wake up and how many hours you want to sleep. And it does all of the work for you. So for parents, for students, whoever's listening, that's also a great resource. Yeah. So we're super excited and glad that you tuned in today to Parent Yak. You know, whether you are killing it at routines or maybe you're like, I'm not killing it at routines, give it a shot. (laughs) Give it a try. Start somewhere and see if you can get you, yourself, your family on a routine and see what it does in your life. Again, we're excited that you joined us. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to share it, like it, send it to somebody that you think could enjoy it. And we will catch you here next month on Parent Yeah.